Uh, okay, hey, it's me, Stuart Wellington, of the Flophouse Podcast. Now, normally on this podcast, we watch a bad movie, then talk about it. <laughs> but tonight, oh, you're in for a treat. We're not doing anything movie-related at all. No. Uh, just to let you know, I'm Stuart Wellington. Uh, I'm Dan McCoy, I guess. I'm Elliot Kalen. Just, uh, just astonished at how smooth and professional Stuart is as a host right out of the box. <laughs> Don't <laughs> know why this is the, really the first time he's doing this since he's clearly got the gams, you know? Somehow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I think it's beginner's luck. Okay. Uh, so tonight, instead of uh, watching a bad movie and talking about it, I am going to introduce you two fellows, my co-hosts, mm-hmm. to a little book that I wrote when I was a child, an age I don't know, nor is there any mention of how old I am, uh, a book <laughs> called Rattlesnake. I just texted you the cover. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a original work of fiction by me that is accompanied by illustrations. Now, those illustrations yeah. I will be sending you over the course of the uh, book as I read it out loud to you. Feel I, free to make uh, constructive comments well, I, I, if you wish. I love – so here on the cover, it's a flag that – it's a little wavy, but you can tell that it says don't tread on me. I'm going to give you a little – one, topical. Love it. It's really tapping into the political uh, divisibility of our times. Two, mm-hmm. tread is spelled wrong. I'm going <laughs> to chalk that up to yeah, your yeah. age at the time, which is I am assuming younger than 15. <laughs> But I, but I will say the one thing I wanted to say is very legible writing, which is not true of yes. many children. Yes, and I like the logo, also, the rattlesnake logo, which looks like it's made out of wood. Doesn't necessarily look like a snake, but it does mm-hmm. look like a Flintstones type thing, which I like. Yeah, I don't know. Are those? You think those are speed lines or are those scales? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I will. I will <laughs> say that you got you know that's it's, it's sort of a bubble lettering. You're, there's not a lot of consistently consistency to the, whatever font you're you're trying to get across here, but yeah. uh, but it's good. It's yeah. good. It's it's very clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I was just talking talking with somebody about how uh, doing like an animal print or an animal pattern is harder than you would think because mm-hmm. it has to be like both natural, uh, natural, and also like a little bit like asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what I was trying to go for here. Obviously, you know, uh, I guess it's up to the uh, audience to decide how well uh, I achieve my goal. So let's dig into this. Now, this is a not a particularly long book. I think it is. Wait. Ooh, six pages. There's a <laughs> okay. seventh page with a number. There is nothing on that page. <laughs> so, so, so your, your well, reach that exceeded your grasp. The, the future <laughs> is unwritten. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I just uh, I want to mention that Sarah uh, Connor told you that one, right? For mm-hmm. uh, I just I want to uh, mention for the record, uh, my son Sammy's book, The Mystery of the Sinky Cheese, which unfortunately will be the the ending will be untold on this podcast. Uh, nine pages. So I'm not saying oh. that my son is smarter than you, Stuart. I'm merely saying he has more story to tell. I yeah, mean, the longer the book, the better, right? For <laughs> a child's <laughs> endeavor, a nine-page book might as well be War and Peace. I have to say, that's a lot of commitment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so let us begin the tale of a rattlesnake. <laughs> One cool fall morning, an eastern diamondback rattlesnake inched toward his prey. His prey was a mouse that was making a breakfast of seeds and nuts that fell from Mm -hmm. a tree. Getting just close enough to strike the rattlesnake, slowly rears (laughs) its head back in strike position. Now, okay, I mean, just off the bat, there are a couple things that occur to me. Number one, Uh strike position seems like a very (laughs) steward, like, uh, turn of phrase, like, even at this young Uh age. You had a real personality. Oh, yeah. I like uh, I like that that you've you've uh I guess 
mimicked the stream of consciousness thinking of the rattlesnake by running two different sentences, getting just close enough to strike, and the rattlesnake slowly rears its head back in strike position into one sentence, reading, mm-hmm. getting just close enough to strike, the rattlesnake slowly rears its head back in strike position, which made me think the mouse was about to strike the rattlesnake at first, but then, oh ho, no, 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 finish uh-huh. that sentence, no, no, young no. man. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, you're, uh, it's a twisted tale that this, that rattlesnake weaves. Yeah. Um, now, I like, I the, like also that you explained the origin of the mouse's breakfast. That is, clearly yeah. was bothering me at the time. <laughs> well, he says I he's, I need to make he, sure that the, that I didn't break the illusion of reality. Well, you're a little, yeah, yeah, I, I liked that he's, you say he was making a breakfast of seeds and nuts, <laughs> rather than having mm-hmm. a breakfast of seeds and nuts. I mean, like, it, it you know, n- neither one is more correct than the other, and I think making is a more unique turn of phrase. Well, I like but just also, mentioning that, that it came from, it fell off a tree, because that means we don't have to worry about a prequel to Rattlesnake that explains uh-huh. the origin of that breakfast. I now, wanna... also note, there is no there is no tree depicted in the uh, illustration. Well, yeah, let's move we on talk? to the illustration, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, now, so this Rattlesnake looks a little bit kind of like one of those, it looks more like a sock puppet, kind of, than a, than a snake, but... Mm-hmm. Um, There's something kind of okay. Cecil the Sea Serpent burn, about him. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I like just uh, as as mentioned, it is the morning. The sun is rising in the distance mm-hmm. over the horizon line, and uh, the rattlesnake is positioned between what might be two mini volcanoes. They could be two <laughs> garbage bags. Uh, yeah, it's, I thought it was garbage bags. Yeah, because there's two leaves that are either hanging in midair or somewhere on the ground behind the rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a lot maybe. of symmetry here. There's two two what I assumed were rocks, twin peaks, if you will, and then two uh, yeah. leaves falling from the sky. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a little little mouse, and uh, and the, the rattlesnake's tail, uh, unlike yeah. a normal uh, traditional rattle, which tapers, is just kind of a uniform thickness, like a pencil eraser or perhaps an uncircumcised yeah. penis. It looks like a, <laughs> yeah, a big like gray <laughs> marshmallow. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it is a nice picture, you know. Yeah. Oh, thank no, you. It's a good snake. Uh, it's got personality. Page number two. Moving on. Suddenly lunging his whole body weight forward, <laughs> extending his dagger-like fangs, he finally grasped his target. Finally. <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> steadily, the poisonous venom enters his prey. Releasing the mouse, the rattlesnake waits for the venom to react. After the mouse is dead, the rattlesnake starts the slow process of swallowing his prey. Now, it's now, both it's both scientifically accurate and also makes me worry that this is a young serial killer in the making. Now, Stuart, I mean, we're going to... Now, the, 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 the nature of this podcast is such that we're going to burn you a lot during this, but uh-huh, I have sure. to say, you know, for a child, again, like, unless this was, you know, done when you were say 16 and <laughs> and we've misjudged things yeah. this is some impressive writing because you got yeah. you've got like a dependent clause here you've got like releasing the mouse comma the rattlesnake waits for the venom to react and that and, comma yeah. makes up for the lack of comma in commas and other sentences that needed them so i also enjoy the way like you have we didn't talk about this before but the words here are not handwritten you have done like a little paste up here with the, uh, typewritten words yeah. on your illustrations as if, you know, this is going to be this is ready to be sent to the printer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But no, I think speaking of word choice, lunging is really mm-hmm. good. Uh, poisonous mm-hmm. venom is a bit redundant, but I love mm-hmm. it. It's very evocative. Sure, Dagger like yeah. fangs. I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah, there's a lot of uh, this is some very uh, in this is some very visceral writing, which is great. Yeah. 
I think I think I'm really trying to draw the, the draw the reader in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the illustration you have those two rocks again. There okay. seems to be some kind of bale of hay behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sprig uh, of yeah, wheat. The rattlesnake. It's the kind of sprig of wheat you might see inside of like a all white vase next to a fireplace in an interior yeah, decorating yes. magazine. Yeah, and the 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 snake is negotiating the space between these two rocks, um, like mm-hmm. it's in. You know, a sn- that snake video game. Yeah, that, I mean, the, uh, the, yep. the rocks themselves have shrunk quite a bit since the previous mm-hmm. page, but I like the consistency of their being there, even if they <laughs> are not, you know, to scale. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, Scott McCloud would praise me for my visual storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> he would, I'm sure he would, yes. Uh, and as you, as you'll see, the at this point, the snake is already swallowing uh, his his uh, prey, as I mentioned. And this, the okay. snake, the rendering of the snake, has a pleasing three dimensional shading quality to it. Thank you. Uh, okay. After he completely digested the mouse, <laughs> mm. we have some comments He's... about this illustration when we get when we get to that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. After he completely digested the mouse, he slithers to a hiding spot. Very soon, it is night. Since rattlesnake are nocturnal, <laughs> he slowly moves out of crack in the rock. Okay, setting aside some of the missing letters and words in these sentences, this drawing has a sort of uh, unpleasing aspect to it, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say is that it appears to be a rattlesnake emerging from a vagina, perhaps. Yeah. The, the, the rock is has a cleft in it that makes it appear as, as a human buttocks. Yeah, it has a vaginal quality, and then, yes, the rock's top uh, has the arc of some buttocks. Although, also, the you know, the mouse ate this, or sorry, the snake ate this mouse, and there's, like, now a bump. Now, the bump is the rock, but it does kind of bring to mind uh, the little prince, uh, the snake who has eaten uh, an elephant. Yeah, or it could be a hat. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. But the, the cleft in the rock really does appear. Yeah, I yeah mean, I'm not doing myself any favors with that <laughs> I, I will have to take you to task for... Um, there's some tense issues here. After after he completely digested the mouse, uh-huh, he slithers yeah. to a hiding spot. So uh-huh. you're, you're yeah you're you're kind of jumping around in time, but again, yeah. pretty I mean, sophisticated. But that's okay. I mean, it's after he digested. That's in the past, and slithers in the present. It's unorthodox, but you know, <laughs> uh, he's just trying to distract from the fact that this snake has made its home inside of uh, human <laughs> genitalia. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that you said, since rattlesnake are nocturnal, that use of the singular for the plural is very, uh, like, I like it. It has gives it an epic quality to it, an old oh, Beowulfian exactly. epic. Yeah, that's what I was shooting for. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's move on to the next page here. There so also seems to, to be, this and this anymore. this might be getting a little too in the weeds, but there seems to be some disagreement on the page over what number this is. Maybe we're just seeing through to the next page, but uh, it looks like <laughs> yeah. you erased no, a number. I think, and, no, I think you're right. I think I wasn't quite sure what page we were on. Now, uh, Stuart, I, yes. I want to pause here for a moment and ask you what kind of research you did for this book. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a works cited page at the end, right? <laughs> Uh, in fact, actually, there's a note from my teacher that uh, criticized me for not including a bibliography. A bibliography. Stuart's brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so uh, moving on. Suddenly he hears the... Sp- <laughs> Suddenly he hears the special rattle. Mm. It is the rattle of a lady looking for a mate. He moves slowly at first, then faster. <laughs> He passes a bush, 
And there in the clearing next to a woodpile is the lady rattlesnake. Now here's <laughs> now now it feels like the last the picture from before now it seems like the, the subtext is just becoming the text. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But with, the, with passing the bush and all, but also what I like is that you leave us in suspense whether it is a lady rattlesnake or a human lady when it's the rattle of a lady. Uh, yeah, but it is a lady rattlesnake. Now, again, yeah, I feel uh, guys. Was Stuart a was little Stuart a horny boy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would know better than us Stuart. for snakes specifically. I don't know. We're figuring it out. I mean, I again, I commend the the complexity of the sentences. He passes a bush, comma, and there in the clearing next to a woodpile, comma, is the lady rattlesnake. I do. I I wonder though. Um, now, is this accurate to snake mating procedures? Do they uh, mate based I on rattling? I feel like. I yeah. was very into uh, like various forms of reptiles and dinosaurs as a kid. Yeah, but I don't. I I kind of haven't kept up with that hobby, so I can't <laughs> tell you if it was right or not. Uh, I do, there is a there is a sort of a Zork s aspect to this, a sort of text game, as you mention each of the landmarks that it passes, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's 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 all about world building. Even even at a young age, I was all about creating a a, a universe. And to Dan's point, if there are any herpetologists listening to this. Please let us know, Please. write in and let us know if there is a special rattle that represents sexual arousal in a lady rattlesnake. Ooh, shit's about to get real, guys. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> As oh. he inches toward the oh. lady rattlesnake, he feels the presence of another boy. As he looks around <laughs> the clearing, he sees the other boy. The two boys move, to g- move toward each other as they lock in combat. Then they begin the death game. <laughs> Again, a very Stuart turn of phrase. <laughs> During the game, pain rings all throughout his back. He uncoils to see what had hit him. He sees a person baby. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, a shot rings out. The bullet just grazes him, but hits the other rattlesnake. Oh, ooh, rattlesnake, good eating. Okay, well, <laughs> so some dialogue enters. Yeah, I, you know, leaving aside for a moment this sort of cliffhanger here, where you know, yeah, someone is. I don't, it's not a cliffhanger. Has entered the Dan. story. Well, someone <laughs> we has know entered that the rattlesnake story. is dead. <laughs> we know, no, well, we know that, like, that we don't know who this person is who says, "Ooh, rattlesnake, good eating." I, I just want to ask you, Elliot, as a person who has had two person babies. Yeah. in your in your life. That's what we. Is call this them. accurate to your experience of having person babies? Are they yeah, in that? I will. Uh, I will just leave them in clearings next to wood piles in the hopes mm-hmm. that they will draw out rattlesnakes that I can then shoot because that's goody. <laughs> gotta gotta feed your family, you know. And the thing is, there's a lot of good meat on a rattlesnake. It's like a, it's like a slim jim that can walk. <laughs> can walk? Well, you know, crawl. <laughs> Now, now. Uh, so, so my, uh, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of this, this, okay. tale. Uh, well, this, this um, page, this page has a real Robert E. Howard influence on it. I feel it's oh, very clearly, strong. Yeah. yeah. I, so my mother mailed me, uh, this, this, uh, work of fiction, um, mm-hmm. that I had made as a child. And at the time when I, when I got it, you know, a couple months ago, I read it. Uh, and reading it again now, I'm still surprised by every page. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mark of great fiction. What now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, your, this... I will say your rattles seem to have improved 
on this page. You can. Thank you. you yeah. can, I was waiting for you guys to say that. They have that. the distinctive can, stacker look to exactly. Yeah. You can discern the individual coils rather than in the past, where it, again it looked like sort of like maybe the bottom of a chair. Yeah, <laughs> like, or like an old timey mm-hmm. microphone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've yep. got a. On the other hand, while the while the tail end of this this rattlesnake it's hard to know which is the original and which is the intruder mm-hmm. well the tail end of the rattlesnake is very well uh delineated uh and rendered the head seems to have uh turned into like yeah a, it's a little hard to tell like it, it's got kind of a tombstone shape to it uh <laughs> and i you can kind of see the mouth i think but you know. i think we are to believe this is from below we're seeing uh, you know like snakes don't really have to, like a traditional chin in the way you know a human might, but I think we're seeing below, below the snake's head, the chin area, and the eyes are, are away from us. Maybe yeah, it's the underside. I yeah, think we're seeing I the think underside right. of the yeah. snake. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's uh, he's been shot and he's falling back. He's like, oh, oh you shot the wrong snake. Oh, I, I see. just That's noticed. The w- I hole. just noticed that's the hole, yeah. Yeah. All I right, thought that was the snake's together. belly button, and I was like, snakes are not placental. They don't they hatch yeah. from eggs and so don't have umbilicuses or belly buttons. But I was like, maybe this is a cute snake with a little little bitty belly button. I don't know. Well, it's mm-hmm. possible, yeah. Or or a cool piercing or something. Yeah, yeah. the one thing okay. that is unstuart like about this is there's no arterial spray from that hole. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well that's because that snake's cold blooded. So all of his blood froze. And it doesn't flow out. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. The rattlesnake finally found a mate. Later, <laughs> the pair of rattlesnakes had a clutch of eggs, which resulted in a group of identical baby rattlesnakes. On that fateful day, <laughs> when the boy rattlesnake was run, <laughs> run over by a truck, the driver was not obeying the don't tread on me flag. <laughs> The baby rattlesnakes. <laughs> the baby rattlesnakes were there to take the boy rattlesnake's place. Wow! Now, There's a lot to <laughs> unpack right at the end. This is this is just like the parts into the lighthouse where the events of the family's lives <laughs> yeah. are just kind of glossed over while we hear about what's going on just in the house and how the furniture is settling and the dust falls in the light. This is it, that yeah. the natural world. It inv- works at a different pace than each of our individual mm-hmm. little minor blink of the stories you know so and like in to the lighthouse it kind of it kind of touches on the like idea of uh the son uh becoming like overtaking the father like mm-hmm. that's oh yeah thing. Like, generations taking yeah. their place uh what i like is so that so that cliffhanger of who shot the rattlesnake is never answered it's just some no. never answered some no. yokel no. i assume wearing say like a overalls with one strap undone and underneath is like yep. a peekaboo long underpants he's got a straw mm-hmm. hat and a piece of yep. straw in his mouth uh, kind of scraggly, straw, yeah. long white beard, uh, mm-hmm. no mustache, yep. just on the chin, uh-huh. just a chin duster. Possibly a clay jug with three X's <laughs> marked on. Yeah, I think possibly, likely, uh, and <laughs> and now he's going to take it back to his uh, to his, his wife name slash is Snuffy Smith. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but these are all these are all just moments in this rattlesnake's life. Like we're just getting snapshots yeah. of this well, rattlesnake's life. I yeah, like yeah. how you it's say like on that fateful day when the boy rattlesnake was run over by a truck. Now that assumes that this was inevitable. Like we yeah. all knew yep. this was going to happen. It was foretold in legend. It's like Ragnarok. Yeah, and then well, we we all have trucks coming for us. You, know, guys. <laughs> you didn't clarify. Then it's a parenthetical phrase. the 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 parenthetical yep. is the driver was not 
obeying the don't tread on me flag. I like that you felt like you needed to explain why a truck oh, yeah. might run over a snake. Oh, I th- no, I, I took that as like a punkish <laughs> yeah. little jape from uh, from yeah. young Stuart, kind of like, mm, I guess he wasn't looking at the flag uh, since uh, he did. I mean, he didn't just, he didn't tread on that rattlesnake. He ran right over it. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, he, it's rattlesnake. Not like his, it's not, it's not like, like his truck, instead of wheels, just had four feet that were treading on things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Fred Flintstone's car, in which case you yeah. would not want to drive over Rattlesnake because it can still bite you, but in this case. And the yeah. image, of course, to describe for the readers, there is just two lines delineating either side of a road, very uh, Bemelmans in, their, mm-hmm. in uh-huh. how simple it is and yet how evocative, and the top half of the, of the Rattlesnake, and uh, representing the fact that it has, I guess, been crushed is just a few dots uh, where it has been separated from the rest of its body. I will say this must be a very large rattlesnake based on, uh, you know, comparing it to the road size. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, half yeah. of a rattlesnake crosses most of the road. It's possible it's a bike path. That's true. Maybe, maybe, I mean, it, maybe is, it is an eastern diamondback rattlesnake. I believe they can get pretty big, Dan. They can't. I mean, I saw a diamondback. I guess, actually, you know what? It wasn't eastern. I saw a diamondback in my neighbor's yard a few weeks ago, and uh-huh. it wasn't big enough to stretch across an entire lane of a highway necessarily, but it uh-huh. was yeah. But it was pretty big. It was a, it was a sizable snake. Now uh, That is terrifying. I also like to believe... You got any, uh, you got any pictures to back this story up? I or? don't have pictures, and therefore we have to believe it didn't happen. Uh, okay. So the I imagine that the rattlesnake, in its final death throes, managed to crawl into the bike lane, maybe in the <laughs> hopes that it could... Uh, you know, get, get some strength from a passing bicyclist, and that's why the yeah. the road is so narrow. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. We get some strength from a passing bicyclist. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know, bite onto yeah, yeah. bite onto the tire and let that air just puff it up. You oh, know. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Or like, or like, he would bite one of the bicyclists. They would die and turn into a turkey leg, which he could then consume for <laughs> yeah. health to get his energy bar health, up. Health yeah. Points, and we, yeah. I mean, we did, we did sort of address this already, but uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about how this book ends yeah it does end on a cyclical note the idea that mm-hmm. yeah of course this uh the it says the baby rattlesnakes were there to take the boy rattlesnakes place um yeah yep you know just reminding us all that it's all transitory you know and that we're all interchangeable basically mm-hmm. that, yeah they are identical. It's something i remind my dad yeah. about all the time yeah, every time I, I see him they're identical that. baby rattlesnakes each one at a at a the spur of a moment you just pick one up, doesn't matter which, they're all the same. One of them dies, toss it away, replace it with its son. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. how God treats people, too. We're all the same. Now, I wouldn't just, recommend picking up those rattlesnakes, Elliot, just just as a tip for you. Like, uh, born a snake handler, die a snake handler. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was Rattlesnake in a uh, work of fiction by me. Obviously, TM, TM, nobody can steal Rattlesnake mm-hmm. from me. Uh, not like, I think I, I wrote a follow-up that was basically, uh, romancing the stone, but from the, the snake's perspective, <laughs> I think it was like a what if scenario where instead of, uh, Michael Douglas killing a snake, uh, the snake survived and then became the hero of the story. Hmm. Uh, so the, uh... Now that is very <laughs> inter- intriguing and... <laughs> I don't know if I have a copy of that line around, yeah. but maybe this is just the kind of uh, teaser that uh, this podcast needs to, uh, I don't know, get into the big leagues. How do you get into the big leagues of podcasting, Dan? Uh, something. Well, I assume it involves big league chew in some way. Yeah, and yeah, it helps like if the person hosting is already a famous celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not that. Well, and I'm talking... 
we're doing a podcast where I'm reading a, a book about a rattlesnake I wrote as a child. <laughs> yeah, while standing in your storage room. <laughs> while standing in my storage room, yep. Living the dream. Now, Stuart, I, I like that. It sounds like even when you were young, you, found, you had found your muse, which was snakes. Uh-huh, yeah. yep. And so what other snake works are you working on now? How, how else are you telling the story of, a, of the life of a snake with the more mature storytelling tools you now have in your kit? That's the thing. I mean, like, I guess the next step, I've already done a, a snake, uh, I've done a rattlesnake, and I think the Romancing the Stone ripoff was about a Bushmaster, which is mm-hmm. also a snake. Maybe I will have to do a, a cobra? Maybe mm-hmm. I'll have to, but I have to do research, because clearly, this book was clearly uh, well-researched. I mean, I mentioned an Eastern Diamondback. I mentioned how the mating <laughs> ritual involved a special rattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I used uh, region-specific uh, dialogue from the yokel who shot the rattlesnake. Now, Stuart, um, you did mention that your uh, your teacher, you know, raked you over the coals for not for no bibliography. But uh, do yeah, you have yeah, a grade yeah. on this? Did you do you know what you got so, for this? I have I have a post-it note that's stuck on the inside of this book. Mm-hmm. There is uh, it just uh, it's. The post-it note has the image of a uh, has the image of a rose on it with a little bird carrying it, and it says, "For all you do, this buds for you." I'm like, doesn't relate to my story at all, but that's okay. Here's the note. The note says, "Stuart, I like the humor and the way you drew the pictures, uh-huh. but there was no bibliography and only two communications." I don't quite know what that means. <laughs> so it was a dot, dot, dot. I think there was a second note, and the note is gone. <laughs> oh, so no. we're going to have to figure it out ourselves. We'll I will know say what that, it was I mean, like, as literary is. criticism goes, that's not the, the best I have read. I mean, I think that the I think that the yeah, book it's no itself white, yeah. surpasses the, the critique, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. rare that the that criticism is better than the art that it's critiquing. Let's just be fair to the teacher on this one. It's rare that someone's like, I love that movie, but did you read the review of the movie? I mean, I would I would hope that there's been movies that our podcast has covered that people prefer our podcast to, but... Yeah, but I wouldn't compare your book to one of those movies. Come on. Thank you. That's really why we did this. So you guys would admit that my book is good and uh, should be turned into a movie. So Hollywood, call me up. So Stuart, who are you going to cast as a rattlesnake in the inevitable movie now that this book has heat on it? John C. Riley, obviously. That guy's great. He can do anything. Also, he, you know, he's got a kind of energy that I'm into. And like, I could see him, you know, like, I could see him like fighting for, uh, Fighting for love, fathering children, and then inevitably dying. Mm-hmm. Now I get what you're uh, saying, but do you think he's sinuous enough to be a snake? That's true. I mean, if we're just basing it on sinuosity, it'd have to be what <laughs> Doug Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, he's pretty much the only sinuous actor in Hollywood these days. You know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. What if? It... Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that there's parts that are being written and they're like Doug Jones type, and they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like the evil skeleton, parentheses, 20s, Doug Jones type. <laughs> you hear all the stories Man, about, now I want to fucking watch this movie. <laughs> you, hear all the, you hear all the stories about actors going in and auditioning for roles where they're, like, described as, like, X type and they are X themselves and not getting the roles. But I, I cannot imagine someone going in and be like, and like Doug Jones going in and be like, Doug Jones type and like not getting it. Well, that's exactly what happened with the movie X versus Sever. Was oh, it was described yeah. as an X type and X uh, did not get the part, strangely no. enough. Uh, Weirdly, Sever played X and X played Sever. Yeah, yeah. They, well, that was a little a little game they played. They made a bet with each other. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so I think Doug Jones, uh, he could play the body of the snake, and maybe John C. Riley does like the voice. Yeah, and then, and, but then they also have to mocap the face because uh, <laughs> I mean, I need John C. Riley's face. There's, like. Like, there's a there's a commercial that plays uh, during Jeopardy every night in, in Los Angeles for uh, the lottery. Uh, do you guys have uh-huh. the same commercial where it is a human finger with a man's, or maybe it's for a casino, a human finger with a man's face on the end of it, and he's going to no. press a like a casino touchscreen, and it is the most frightening thing, <laughs> and it's on TV every night. Just this human, this giant finger with a man's face on the end, going ah. <laughs> I guess yeah, do your children wake up with nightmares from this uh, face finger? Oh, well, I wake them up and I say, come in here. I got to show you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you say, think about that. Think of what hell it would be to be uh, a finger. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, to, not to change the subject too much, guys. But while we're here, I might as well tell you about this dream I had last night where, okay. uh, where I met Chris Hemsworth at a kid's soccer game. And my son uh-huh. invited him to come to lunch with us. And he asked us what we were going to have. And, I, and he was probably seven and a half feet tall, eight feet tall in this dream. He's a hugely tall okay. man in the dream. And my son goes, yeah. pizza. And he goes, yeah, I could, I could go for a pizza, sure. And I'm like, what am I going to talk to Chris Hemsworth about at lunch? And that's when I woke up. So, guys, what should I talk to Chris Hemsworth about at lunch? If Should I have this dream again, you know? Oh, jeez. Oh, well, um, I mean, ask it. I mean, you got to start with what he wants on his pizza, right? <laughs> I guess yeah. that's a good. But I mean, that's going to exa- get exhausted pretty quickly because we'll order well, the pizza. You could talk, I mean, you know, to tie it in, you could talk to him about the, the snakes of Australia. They have a lot of mm, yeah. the world's deadliest snakes there. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, you should ask him uh, if they if they have any uh, if they have any pizza toppings in Australia that we don't have here in America. <laughs> Do they twirl the pizza the opposite direction when they're tossing yeah. it in the air? Yeah, that's yeah, a that's good one. Yeah, probably what happened. They throw it at the floor instead of up at the ceiling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the Coriolis effect is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when that's somebody's... why they. That's why they've never eaten pizza in Australia because they're like, oh, it's on the floor now. Oh, on the floor, wanna... forget about it. Yeah, it's, it's like gross. like when somebody scores a touchdown in a football game in Australia, they throw the ball in the air instead of bouncing out on the ground. Yeah, they throw it up in the air. And when they sneeze in Australia, the spit goes back into their heads. Uh, Everything's backwards oh, in Australia. Weird. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, in Australia, Bizarro is called Superman. <laughs> So, Australian listeners, I know that there we have quite a few uh, based on our breakdown. Uh, if you if you aren't angry at us, uh, write us write, write in and let us know if, if we're accurate on this. Yeah. 
Okay, oh. well, uh, thanks for letting me read my book, guys. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah, thank you for um, having your author's reading with us here at the Flophouse. Uh-huh. Yeah, you guys got the exclusive. Uh, and uh, we're part of the Max Fun Podcast Network. Uh, our normal episodes are, I don't know, slightly more focused than this. Um <laughs> Thanks to our producer, Jordan Cowling. Thanks to my friends, Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalin. And I am author of Rattlesnake, Stuart Wellington. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.